Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps, and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. All right. New year, new me. Is that the mantra that we're adopting? I sure hope so. Some people think that New Year's resolutions and, you know, new beginnings and all that stuff are BS. But personally, I love them. I love New Year's. I love the chance to start something new. I love setting New Year's resolutions and I love setting goals. Do I always follow them? No, but I sure give it a good try. But, you know, I don't only do that on New Year's. I look at the like the beginning of everything as a chance for a fresh start, like the beginning of a new month. Um, I also think of September is always a, a good new beginning because it's like the beginning of a new uh, school year. So then it's like a chance to get into some fresh routines because you're just coming off of summertime and you want to try to get back into a routine. And but yeah, like even the first of a month. Even Mondays, <laughs> I, I always say my, my motto, diet starts Monday. <laughs> but really, any chance that I have the opportunity to start something new, it's always something that I look forward to. So if you're looking at setting some um, New Year's resolutions or tackling some really big goals this year, then this is where I can help because goal setting is my strong suit. I am not going to lie. I am going to toot my own horn right now. And I'm really good at setting goals and smashing them. And I have developed a goal setting strategy and some skills in goal setting that I'm going to share with you here today on this podcast. And I'm super excited to do that because I don't usually have the opportunity to speak about goal setting unless I'm in a workshop. And when you take a workshop with me, such as Awaken the Spirit, I go really deep into the goal setting. Yeah, because it's like, it's a process. So I'm going to just get to the basics today and try and condense everything for you. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get into the, like, the real meat and potatoes of it all, but we are going to get into some really essential steps. So first off, did you know that only 13% of people have clearly defined goals? And this was taken from a Harvard study. So that means 87% of people have no real clearly defined direction of where they want their life to go. And of that 13%, only 3% actually have their goals written in writing. And of these 3%, they have the most comfortable incomes. They lead meaningful and exciting lives, and they have a lot of happiness in their lives. So that's not too bad, right? Who doesn't want a comfortable income, a meaningful, happy, and exciting life? So I want to ask you, do you take the time to actively write down your goals, to put them in writing, and to strategically plan out and map out your goals? 
And I'm not just saying writing down, you know, I want an Escalade or I want a, a big house or I want a million dollars. What I mean by goal setting is you write down what you want. You write down the timeline. You write down the steps that you need to take. You write, you identify your barriers. You identify the people in your life that could either help or hinder. And on all of those things, like that's the process of goal setting. Because if you just wrote down what you want, you know, that's just writing down a wish. And a wish and a goal are two totally opposite things. Goal setting is more focused, it's more organized, and it's more definitive. It's like when you actually sit down to set a goal and to go through those steps, then you are telling yourself that this could actually happen. This is actually a reality that I could bring into my life. This is actually what I want. And this is actually a possibility for me. Instead of just, you know, dreaming and wishing for, for things that we see and things that we want. Goal setting actually brings them into our reality. So first things first, when goal setting, make sure that your goals are something that you really want and not just something that sounds good or sounds like a goal. Okay, that's a big thing because often when we're setting goals, we write down things that we feel like we're supposed to write down, whether it's um, getting a degree or a higher level of education or even just completing your grade 12 or being promoted or earning an income, a certain income level. Sometimes we write things down because we feel like we're supposed to write them down. Like that's supposed to be our next step. But like true goal setting, you're supposed to write down things that you really want. Like, what do you really want? Like, what do you daydream about? And I used to be embarrassed to write down what I really wanted. I remember one time I was goal setting and I didn't want to write down a number. Because I felt like if I wrote down this, you know, an amount of money that I wanted to make or I wanted to earn or whatever, I felt that if I did that, then I would be considered greedy. You know, I had a lot of shame around that because I was afraid like, well, what if somebody found my journal and then they read it and I thought, oh, you know, she wants X amount of dollars. She's too greedy or she's not happy with what she has. So I wouldn't put things down like in that, even if it was for myself. So I was just denying my own self of, you know, what I truly wanted. If I live in fear of somebody else's projections on my life and like limitations, then I'm not living my own life. You know, I'm not living fearless and free like I often say that I am. And really, it's only been this past year, maybe, that I've really begun to be honest with myself about what I want out of this life and be daring enough to admit it to myself and put it down on paper and have it stare back at me and be okay and be happy and be excited. There's a quote that I have sitting in front of me right now and it says, don't be afraid of being laughed at. In fact, take it as an indication that you were on the right track. Some of the greatest inventions and accomplishments ever made were laughed at. If people are not laughing at your goals, your goals are too small. And I think that's where a lot of the fear came from for me and shame was because people would laugh at my goals. When I used to say that, you know, I wanted to own a business, I wanted to be an author, 
I wanted a certain amount of money or I wanted to drive an Escalade. When I would say things like that, I would be faced with ridicule all the time. I would either get laughed at or people would tell me, you know, quit being greedy. Why can't you just be happy with what you have? Like, why do you want more? Blah, blah, blah. It's just all of that kind of stuff. So I just stopped telling people what I wanted. I would keep it to myself. And I remember one time I had my goals written on my wall. I had my goals for the month. I had my goals for the year. And then I had my goals for five years. And I had them on my room, on the wall in my bedroom. And, you know, sometimes when people would come over and, you know, they would laugh when they would read my goals or they would, you know, they would judge me. And when you're setting goals, I want you to set big goals. I want you to dream big. You know, have you ever heard that saying, shoot for the moon? Because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Like aim for the big stuff. Because even if you don't get that really big end result, you're still going to get something really good. You know, you're still going to have something better than what you started off with. So say if your goal is you want to, you want to be a doctor one day, and then you only end up becoming a nurse or a nurse practitioner. That's still really, really good. Cause I've, I've heard somebody say one time, like I wanted to be a doctor, but I only became a, you know, I only um, got through to, and became a nurse. And I'm like, only, there is no only in that statement being a nurse is phenomenal. You know, my big goal before was to be a child psychologist and I couldn't do it. I couldn't live in Winnipeg. You know, me coming from a small town, coming like living on the reserve and trying to go into the big city. It was, it was too big for me and I couldn't do it. I couldn't live out in Winnipeg. It just wasn't for me. And so I had to take that dream off the table redirect it, I became a guidance counselor. So I got a master's degree in guidance and counseling. And I went in that direction instead, because I was able to do that at a smaller university. Even though I didn't become a child psychologist, you know, I still ended up with something pretty cool. Sometimes your goals change. And that's okay. Goals change because you change. You know, sometimes what we want for our lives and our futures grow and evolve as we do. So what I want from you right now is to think of what you really want for your life. You can have a bunch of goals, like you can have up to 10 goals, you can have five goals, you can have one. But just for the sake of us going through this process, I want you to think of one thing that you want for yourself right now. It could be a large goal, or it could be a small short term goal, something that you want to achieve by the end of the week, you know, maybe it's organizing your kitchen cabinets, or maybe it's, you know, repainting your bedroom. Or maybe it's a really big goal, like redoing your whole kitchen countertops in your cupboards or getting a degree or starting a business or leaving your current job to become an entrepreneur. But whatever your goal is, I want you to, if you can, get a piece of paper and write down your goal. And it would even be really great if you have like a notebook or a journal, just even those coil bound notebooks are, they're so good to use. So you write down your goal. Now ask yourself, why do I want this? What does it give me? Okay. And this is an essential piece. You have to ask yourself, why do I want this? What does it give me? And I'll tell you why in a minute. So after you've written your answer, now look at your answer and then you ask yourself, why do I want this? What does it give me? 
You can even cover your, your goal that you had in the beginning so that you don't see it anymore. And then you just look at your answer and you ask yourself, why do I want this? What does it give me? You ask that of the answer. And please do not skip over this part because this is such an important piece to goal setting. I'm only asking you to do this twice. Like I, for myself, I actually do this three times for me. And it's really hard, you know, to do this three times. But the reason that we do this is because it makes our goals more meaningful and it shows us what we really want and why we really want it. And the end result will be, it'll either strengthen your goal or it'll change your goal completely. So we need to do this for every single goal that we set. And I'm not kidding. Like if I would have done this in the beginning, like, cause I never used to do this in the beginning, you know, it would have saved me from going down, not going down the wrong path. Cause there's never a wrong path really, but, um, it would have saved me some time or just put things into a little bit more perspective. I'll give you an example from my own life. I set a goal one time of, I wanted to earn a hundred thousand dollars a year. That was my goal. Now, had I gone through this process of why do I want this? What does it give me? I would have realized, okay, well, it gives me financial stability. It gives me the ability to give my kids the things that I never got. It allows me to, you know, live a comfortable lifestyle and to have things. Cause a long time ago, I used to be really, really tied to wanting things, you know, material things were they were really um, important to me before. Not so much now, but before they, they were really important. I was driven by that. And I know that because when I grew, was growing up, I lacked things. You know, I didn't have things. And just to illustrate that even more, I'll just, I'll share one story with you. When I was a little girl, I wanted so desperately to join gymnastics. And all the other little girls were joining gymnastics so I begged my mom to take me and join me up for gymnastics. It was like a combo, like gymnastics, tap and ballet or something. So we went down to the Salvation Army and we found a gymnastics uniform with like, you know, the leotard and uh, we even found like leg warmers and stuff. And I was so excited. I was all dressed up in my gymnastics stuff. And we went down to go and register. And I remember the lady telling my mom it was $50. Then we had to turn around and leave because there's no way that my mom had $50. And if she did, she was not spending it on gymnastics. You know, it would have been going towards other things that we needed. So then we had to turn around and leave. And, you know, I remember all those other girls, you know, watching me walk out of there with my mom. And I remember the way I felt. And my mom was young and she always did the best that she could. So she wanted to make it up to me and she enrolled me in brownies. And I remember being so upset because, you know, I didn't want to join brownies. I wanted to join gymnastics. Like all the other little girls were doing pretty ballet stuff. And I had to wear the brown dress with the brown leotards and brown tie and brown purse. Like everything was brown. I remember standing there in my brown dress, just feeling so disappointed. But anyway, like I got to go to brownies because it was free. And the only thing that we had to bring was a dollar every Monday, every Monday night for dues. And then I remember they would be passing the collection plate around and I would just pretend to put my dollar in because there were some days that I didn't even have a dollar, you know, to put in, in the collection, in the offering plate or whatever it was called. And I have so many other stories like that where 
I never had what all the other kids had. And, you know, it's not that we lived in this like extreme poverty. And, you know, my dad worked and my mom was a stay at home mom and he owned his own home and everything. But we had money for the things that we needed, you know, not for the things that we wanted. We didn't have money for extravagant things. So I guess I kind of grew up longing for what the other kids had, you know, walking by the bigger houses and wondering what it was like to live in one of those big houses or wondering what it was like to go on vacations or to be able to buy yourself something from the store, you know, that was in style at the time. So as I got older, I kind of had it in my head. Well, if I can earn $100,000 a year, then that would mean that I'm successful and I could live that lifestyle. And that's really how I chose my job. It's because I kind of scanned through in my mind, okay, what profession would give me $100,000? And the things that came to my mind were nurse, lawyer, university professor. And there was no way I was going to be a nurse because I am really, really terrible at science. Uh, I didn't want to become a lawyer. And I thought, okay, well, I could probably do university professor. So that's how I got that into my head, that that's what I wanted to become. And I ingrained it in my mind as like, okay, when I grow up, I'm going to be a university professor because that's going to allow me to live the lifestyle that I want. And had I gone through this process of, you know, why do I want this? What does it give me? I probably would have come up with, I just want financial freedom and I want financial security and this and that because I never had it. Maybe I would have led myself in a different career path or maybe I would have discovered why I was doing these things a long time ago. Whatever it does for you when you go through this process, whether it strengthens your goal or changes your goal, either way, it's really important that you do this step because if you don't, your goal, it may just wind up being superficial and not as meaningful. So the next process is just kind of going through some really brief questions. Like, how long is this goal going to take me to achieve? So you really need to identify things like, is it going to be take a week, a month, a year, six months, five years? Like, you know, what is the real timeline of how long this is going to take? Because it's good to identify that timeline for yourself. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, what are some barriers that I'm going to face? Because those are really important because there's always going to be barriers when you're setting goals. Always. There's no way around that. So say if your goal is to beat an addiction, the barriers that you're going to face could be weekends or money days or friends, certain people that are in your life that you engage in these addictions with. So um, you have to identify the barriers and what are ways that you can overcome these barriers and brainstorming different solutions, brainstorming different ideas and different things of how you can overcome certain barriers. So what if your goal is a weight loss goal? So then you would have to identify all of the barriers. And then once you identify the barriers, then you also have to identify, okay, well, what are some ways that I can overcome these barriers? What are some things that I could do? You know, drink more water schedule time for the gym. And we always say like, oh, I don't have any time. We do have time. We just have to make the time. So it's all about brainstorming and just brainstorming ways that we can overcome these barriers. So the next step I give people is who can I tell my goals to that will support me? So try to think of somebody in your life that you have that you could tell your goal to that is going to support your goal, that is going to encourage you, going to remind you, going to motivate you. 
And if you don't have anybody in that life to, in your life to do that for you, then put your own name because you're going to have to be the one that motivates and pushes yourself. The next thing to think about is how often am I going to have to remind myself to stay on track? So say if it's like a weight loss goal, then you would probably have to remind yourself maybe once a week, once every two weeks, once a month. Um, if it's an addiction, um, you would have to remind yourself every day, you know, every morning or all day, every day. So every goal has a different check-in parameter. So then you ask yourself, what am I currently doing that supports my goal? So try to highlight all the things that you are already doing so that you can, you know, give yourself some props and some encouragement and say, you know, look, I'm already doing these things. And then you can identify the things that you're not doing. So what are you not currently doing? And what could you be doing that supports your goal? What are some other things that you could be doing in your life that supports your goal? And the last step is what are the steps? So what are the steps I need to do or the steps that I need to take in order to achieve my goal? So this is the essential piece. Writing steps is just like a recipe or a roadmap. You cannot have a goal without steps. Just like you can't go on a trip without a roadmap or you can't create a dessert without a recipe. So I try to think of like, I had a really, really good dessert um, not too long ago. For the first time, I tried creme brulee and it was really fancy and it tastes so good. And I thought to myself, well, if I ever wanted to actually make creme brulee at home or have it, I have no idea how to create it because I don't have a recipe. I don't know what ingredients went in there. I don't know all the things that I have to do. I don't know how I would get it to have that hard layer on top and soft in the middle. Like there's just so many things that go into that. So unless I want it without having to go out and purchase it is I would need a recipe. That's how a goal is. Like you can want it all you want, but if you don't have a recipe, then you're never going to have it. And the same goes for a destination. If, you know, we wanted to travel somewhere and if we didn't have a roadmap, we just wanted to get in and go. And I always like to use the analogy, like, like, what if I said, you know, let's get in the vehicle right now and go to Vegas. Are you going to be able to hop in your vehicle right now today and just go to Las Vegas? You know, chances are you're not going to be able to because you don't have all of the things set in place in order to get there. You need money. You need a passport. You need to book hotels, you need a roadmap, you need some listening tunes, you need a, an itinerary, you need a list of all of these things. You can't just hop in your vehicle and just decide I'm going to Vegas. Like you, you need a map, you need a plan of how you're going to make this happen. And that's what goal setting is like. You need to have a plan. You need to have these steps laid out because you need to give your mind a set of instructions. And that is so essential because when we identify everything that we need, we're giving our mind this set of instructions and then our mind is then storing that into our, the subconscious part of our brain. That's where we store everything that we've ever seen, learned, heard, anything. We store it in our subconscious and that's where it stays. And then our mind retrieves it for us whenever we need it. So that's the part of your brain that you're going to store your goal setting. So after you've gone through, you know, why you want your goals, you've outlined some of these questions as to why you need your goals, 
why they're important to you, how you're going to do it, and what are the steps. The third thing that you should do is what I call a roadmap to success. So there are seven steps to follow. So the first step is to um, just, you can do this on a blank sheet of paper. The first step to write out, my goal is to, and then write what your goal is. Number two, this goal is important to me because, and then you answer why it's important to you. Number three, my goal is realistic, achievable, yet challenging because, and then outline how it's realistic, how it's achievable, and how it's challenging. Number four, the amount of time it will take to achieve my goal is, and then state, you know, how long it's going to take. Number five, the steps that I will take to achieve my goal are, and then write out all of the steps that you need. And you can do this as thoroughly as, as if you were teaching somebody, you know, something new for the first time that they've never learned it before. As if you're teaching something completely new to somebody. Like that's how detailed you can get with your steps. Or if you're not somebody that doesn't like a lot of detail, like just outline in plain form the steps that you need. But you do have to write the steps. Number six, the barriers I might face are. So then you write out your barriers. And then number seven, I will overcome these barriers by. And then you can write out how you're going to overcome the barriers. What are the things that you're going to do to overcome these barriers? And then as like a little bonus at the bottom, you can write something like the person who will assist me is or this goal benefits others by. Or you can even write a little statement to yourself saying, and this is a statement that I like to use. I have no doubt in my mind that I can achieve this goal and I believe in myself 100%, even when times get tough, because I know that storms don't last forever. I keep away from all people who do not support my goal or who don't believe in me, and I won't forget to enjoy the lessons and the gifts that life brings me along the way. So once you've gone through that, there is a fourth process. So the first process was examining our goals you know why do I want them what does it give me or why do I want it what does it give me the second process was kind of going through some of those um, answers in your mind like how long is it going to take what are the barriers etc the third process was actually writing them out like one to seven what are these what is the, the processes and what are the steps and stuff so now the fourth thing to do is you take a clean sheet of paper and you rewrite your goal out in what I call a goal statement. So everything that you wrote on the last page, you rewrite it out again as if you're writing a statement to yourself. Like my goal is to da 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 da. This goal is achievable and challenging because this goal will take this long because. And then you just kind of write it out as like one big statement. And then you write the whole thing out, even if it takes a long time, even if you're you know, hand is sore by the end of this. The reason that you do this over again is because you are going through this process of ingraining your goal statement into your subconscious mind. So by the time that you've finished this step, you have already basically written out your goal from start to finish three times because you've identified it first in the questions and then you have written it out, answering all of the questions, and then you've rewritten it again. So by that time, your brain has a visual. It has gone through everything. It's gone through the meanings. It's gone through the repetition. And 
you you've stored that you've ingrained your whole goal process in your mind so thoroughly for your brain that you've planted it in there you know you've planted the seed in your mind and even if you never see that goal statement again even if you never see that paper again the fact that you've gone through this process a couple of times like it's in there and that's where it's going to stay so as you go through life and as you try new things and set out to achieve your goals, your brain now has a direction. You now have a direction as to where you want your life to go. And when life happens and life always does and things, we have setbacks and sometimes we get stuck in certain places for a while and we take some, you know, life leads us in a path that we didn't really want it to go in. But every time we make that step to get ourselves out of a place where we feel stuck and we want to get back on that good path again. Our brain has the ability to retrieve our sense of direction of as to where we want to go because it's stored there. That goal is stored there and all of the steps are stored there. Everything that your brain needs in order for to take you in that direction, it's all been stored and, and your brain remembers that and it'll retrieve it for you whenever you need it. So now every time you decide to pick yourself back up, you have a sense of direction and you know where you want to go. And no matter how long it takes, you know, you're always going to have that in your mind. And whether or not it takes a year or 10 years, eventually you're going to get there. As long as you decide and make that decision to get back up and keep trying. So that's why I really like the new year. Because it gives us that fresh start to say, okay, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try this again whatever goal that it is that you want, whatever thing that it is that you've been working on for a long time, it's your chance at a fresh start and you get to give it another shot and another try. And maybe it's a chance to set a new goal. You know, maybe you have never done real goal setting for yourself and you decided this is the year that I'm going to take control of my life and I'm going to take it in the direction that I want to go and I'm going to set some big goals. So please take some of this advice that I'm giving you today and um, try some of these goal setting practices that I gave you. And I want to tell you that I would never give you anything that I don't use myself. Like I can pick up my journal right now and I can flip it open and I have pages and pages of goal statements that I wrote for myself because I also go through that, that process of writing it down, even though I know that it's a tedious activity. I don't like doing it. Like, really, I don't. You know, I don't take any joy in sitting there till my hand gets sore. But I do it because I know the benefits. I do it because I know what it's going to do for me. I've set some really, really big goals in my life, and I've achieved them through this process. And there are still goals that I have yet to achieve, but I trust in this process and I, I use it for myself. And I know that if I have faith and stick with the with this process, that eventually I'm going to get to where I want to go and I'm going to see my end result achieved. Even if it doesn't look exactly the way that I pictured it, that's okay because a lot of times my goals change along the way. So last but not least, I would like to offer something to you. I know that I kind of took you through a complicated process right now, so I want to uncomplicate things as best I can. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you access, free access to a book that I wrote. So the book I wrote is called Dream, Believe, Do. It's a workbook dedicated to manifesting your best life. 
I wrote this book back in, let's see, 2020. It's funny because I kind of threw this book together when I was procrastinating on writing my bigger novel. And basically, it's just a workbook outlining all of the steps that I just talked about, like the goal setting steps. But I also have a section in here for affirmations. And I also have a third section in my book called the Manifestation Journal. So in section one, I'm going to have like an outline of everything that I just talked about, all of the steps, and it's all written out for you so that you can just, instead of writing it on a blank piece of paper, you have like a guideline and then you can just fill it in. It's like, a, it's a workbook. That's basically what it is. And then also, if you listen to my podcast on affirmations, I also give you like a section on affirmations and ex how it's explained and um, process on how to write your own affirmations. And then the third section is the manifestation journal. This is basically where you write down 10 things that you want for your life and you do this like repetitive process for four months. And it's just kind of a way to help fast track some of your goals and it gets you thinking about them every day because you have to, you know, repeat these things every day. And, you know, I did this for myself. Like I wrote in my manifestation journal and, you know, I was able to manifest, you know, my dream home and finishing my book and a few other things on my list. But if this is something that you're interested in, I'm going to post a link on my website, www.jillfeatherstone.com. And what you can do is you can click on the link and then you can download the free book. It's like going to be a PDF file. And, but I'm just going to let you know that not to like, don't print out the whole book, probably maybe the first 35 or so pages, because I think the whole book in itself is like 300 pages, but the last three quarters of the book is just, you know, the same thing over and over again, because it's like a repetitive process of, of writing out the things that you want. So I would just print out the first, you know, 35 or so pages, and then you can um, put it in a binder for yourself and you, you can go through it. Um, and for those of you that you actually want the real book, like the book form, order it on Amazon. It's called Dream, Believe, Do, a workbook dedicated to manifesting your best life. The reason that I don't really promote this book a lot is because there's two errors in this book. They're minor errors, but it bothers me. And I haven't had a chance to fix the errors in the book form just because um, I don't know how to do it myself. And I have to hire somebody to reformat the whole book and then put it back onto the platform like on Amazon and I just haven't had a chance to do that yet but as soon as I have a chance to do that I'm actually going to market it more but everything in there is the stuff that we talked about today and more I'm going to give this to you for free you can download the book for yourself on my website and again you can order it if you like the book form on Amazon so I just want to say good luck with your goals I believe in you and you just have to believe in yourself. Please tag me and let me know how you're doing. Let me know what goals that you're setting. And hopefully I can support you and encourage you. And maybe if you have time, you can do a vision board for yourself and all that other fun stuff that comes along with um, goal setting. But the main thing is believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then there's really no point in setting goals. So you have to hang on to that belief. I will talk to you again soon, and I really, really hope that this message brought some value to you. And if it did, please share with a friend. 
future with somebody that you're close to and somebody that you love and rate and review this podcast on Spotify or Apple, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts so that it can be heard by others who are looking for this message. Thank you and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening and I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. And if you'd like some live inspiration, join us on December 2nd in Winnipeg at our live event. Just visit www.jillfeatherstone.com for details. Bye for now.